Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. You got it. That's it. King of Zion. King of Zion. Lion of Judah. Lion of Judah. Reign Jesus reign. Jesus reign. Let's all try it again. Reign Jesus reign. Everybody singing I want everybody singing like your life depends on it. Rain Jesus rain. Imagine God is looking at us from heaven right now. With your hands lifted up, sing, Rain Jesus, Rain. Who is he? The other king of Zion, Lion of Judah, Rain Jesus, Rain.
time King of Zion Judas Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? He's the king of Zion. He's Judas Lion. And there's only one thing he can do but to reign. May he reign in this place this morning. May he reign in your life in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for this wonderful opportunity in your presence. Speak to us by your spirit and by your word in the name of Jesus let everybody under the sound of my voice leave this place with a transformation in the name of Jesus we thank you we bless you let there be miracles signs and wonders in this place to you be glory to you be praise in Jesus mighty name Everybody said amen. amen. Say a louder amen. amen. Give your neighbor a high five. And you may be seated in heavenly places. Wow. I believe God has a strong message for you this morning. And this message will bring a change into your life. Somebody say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful. Ask your neighbor, are you happy to be around? Also, if there's an empty seat by you, just give us a wife. Not a wave, a wife, a wife. Give us a wife so we can get somebody to fill your seat. There's one empty seat here. I just need somebody who smiles nicely too. If you don't smile, please. Liz. Oh, okay. Okay, I hear it's for Liz. All right. And this one? Ah, okay, the ashes. Melissa. Oh, Melissa. Wow. Okay. This is a good problem to have in the church where nobody has a place. Some people are not getting anywhere to sit. I think it's a good problem. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. All right. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. I bring you greetings all the way from Namibia. And from the founder and bishop of the church, Evangelist Doug Heward Mills. We were in a place called Rundu um, for Healing Jesus campaign. Yeah, I saw that you were there via technology. Yeah, I saw that you could see me, but I couldn't see you. And... Um, Rundu is at the tip, is at the tip of um, Namibia, just into Angola. So where we were, I mean, the hotel that we were at, just in front of the hotel, 
is just some small strip of water. It's like a river. So on this side of the river is Namibia. On that side, just about 200 meters away, is Angola. Yeah. You can, if you can swim, if you are not black, you can go on to the other side. Yeah, so that's, that's where we were. And then we went from there in Rundu. That's where you understand that demons are real. Yeah, I, I, I think if I get the opportunity, I'm going to finish my series on how to deal with devils. Because I wanted to finish off with dealing with unclean spirits. They call Jesus Beelzebub, which, is, which means king of the flies. And flies represent unclean. You know where flies go to? They represent unclean spirits. And you could see people possessed with unclean spirits being set free. Yeah, and that's Rundu. A lot of unclean spirits, demon-possessed people being set free. And then a lot of mentally insane people, mad people. Not, not your type of madness. I mean, like the one that happens in the afternoons. No. No, that's, that's lay madness. Do you see? It's like we are mad, but it's lay. People cannot see. Do you see? And Pastor, what? sometimes even the amount of makeup you put on one, on one day... It's, an, it's evidence. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So we all have a little. But I'm talking about those who have chosen it as a profession. It's like they are mad in the streets. Plenty of them were healed. Yeah. There's a famous scripture which I've just heard. Many are mad, but few are roaming. You see, so I'm talking about the few who are roaming. Those are the ones I'm talking about. But there were a lot of them were healed. The power of God was so mighty. Then we came to Oshakati, where we also saw more of these mad people being healed, demon possessed people, crutches, people, lay people who could not walk, cripples walking. They were walking in bulk. You see, the miracles in Namibia is very blessed. God has really visited them. The miracles that were happening in Namibia were like, they happen in groups. It's like Basentes. So it's like, you see about eight cripples. They just come like that. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm, then it comes to madmen. Then they come. It was wild. Then finally, the dead was raised in Oshakat. Yeah. God raised a woman from the dead in Oshakat. It, we are part of a great ministry, I'm telling you. So I want to encourage all of you who are Ben MP partners to take this Ben MP thing seriously because with that, in Namibia, the government and the churches came together and said that we can't take an offering whilst we are having the crusade. Yeah, we can't take an offering whilst we are having it. So the whole crusade as we were there, going from town to town, moving so many cars all over the place, trucks and all these things, we were not taking offerings. So if you don't give your Ben MP contribution, we can't go anywhere. Because the people that we are doing, the, the government has said, and the churches have come together to say that we can't take an offering from them. So you can imagine the curse that will come upon the people. When you don't give offerings, that's what makes you poor. 
Because you don't give an offering for the church to be blessed. You give an offering so that God can bless you. So when you don't do that, then no blessing comes to you. Do you get it? Huh. They were saying that a certain shepherd went there, took offerings, and went away from there. So we are also coming to do the same. We are a type of shepherd. So, oh. He that hath hears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Amen. Wonderful, but I missed you so much, so I came because of you this morning. I just arrived. I, just, I actually just arrived from Namibia. I just arrived. When my children saw me this morning, they were surprised. Ha! Huh? Ha! Huh? I said, that's how life is. Good. I like that now. Wonderful. Bishop sends his regards to all of you. He asked me to tell you that we should fill the church. Amen. Yeah, he asked me to tell you that we should fill the church. So I'm happy about what I'm seeing today. And I believe that this is just half of the church. Next Sunday, people must be standing and under the chairs in your pocket. It's like there's nowhere to sit, so they are sitting in your pocket. So as you are sitting, we hear amen, where then you say, oh, it's in my pocket. Yeah. That's what's up. Anyway, let's start preaching. Okay. Father, thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. This morning, I want to just say a few truths with you, and I believe that you will be blessed. Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, reading from verse number 14, the Bible says that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is as unto a man traveling to a far country and called called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two talents, and unto another one. And straight, every man according to his several abilities. And straight away took his journey. And he that had received five talents went and traded with his master's talent and gained five more. Likewise, he that had received two talents went and traded and gained two more. But he that had received one talent went and digged the earth and hid his master's talent. Amen. After a long time, the master of these servants came and reconnect with them. Then he that had received five talents came and brought five other talents and said, Master, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides these five more. And he that had received, and the master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful with little, thou hast been made ruler of a match, enter into the joy of the Lord. And, the, and he that had received two also came and, and brought two with him and said, Master, thou deliverest unto two, me two talents, I have gained two more. The master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou faithful with little, enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he that had one talent came and said, Master, I knew. That thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, 
gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid thy talent. Now have that which is thine. And the master said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest to have put my money to the exchanges that at my coming I will receive mine with usury. Then the Bible says, he said, take the talent from him and give it to he that had ten. For he that had more shall be given unto him that he may have abundance. But he that has not, even that which he has, shall be taken from him. Then the Bible says, the, the frightening verse, verse 30 says, Cast ye therefore the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the reading of the Lord. Good. Now, this beautiful story is a story we've all read before. Have you not read it before? Have you not heard it before? It's a common English story in the Bible. That says that one day, a man was traveling. And as he was traveling, he called his servants. And the Bible says that he delivered unto them his goods. Amen. What did he deliver? Read that, put that verse up and let everybody read it. Oh, read it, verse, verse, verse 1, which is the first verse 14. So the Bible says God gave, or this master gave his goods to his servants because he was traveling. Now, when he gave the goods to them, he had an expectation. The Bible says he gave one person five, he gave another person two, and he gave another person one. Now, he gave it to them every man according to what they could handle. The Bible says, and he gave it unto them every man according to his several abilities. He checked their history, the way they are, what they are able to handle, the things they have done. It's just like going to see the doctor. When you go to see the doctor, one of the things they do is that they check your history. They even, how old are you? It's one of the common questions they ask. How old are you? Because you can have the same sickness, two people having the same sickness. You will not be given the same medication. Because if, you are, if it's a child, if you look at children, even the, dose, the dosage is different. They give some more, some less. According to sometimes even when you are heavy or light, it depends on, it determines what is given to you. So the master knew all these things and he gave the talents to them according to what they can handle. So that deception that the master just gave somebody more and gave somebody less is not true. If he had given the one who had given one, the one who went to dig the ground, if he had given him five, he would have collapsed. Had a heart attack. I mean, look, there are some of you here right now. If your phone beeps that one million rands has just come into your bank account, you have a heart attack today in the service. We will have to have a miracle. Yeah, I'm telling you, you can't handle it. Even 
your own salary of 6,000 rands, when it's about to come, the day before it comes, you realize that you can't sleep. You are anxious. You are eager. When is it coming? Has it come? Has it not yet come? How much more? A million rands. By the time I finish preaching, you'll be dead. Or you'll be mentally insane. Because you ask at now, you have not developed the capacity. Rebecca, it's good to see you. You have not developed the capacity. I hope that as I'm here today, you'll get those nice pictures. Because anytime I'm here, when they take the pictures, the pictures are not, I should go on stage. Okay. Because two Sundays, I was not here. All the pictures were nice. When I came, no nice picture anymore. Yeah. Say amen. I feel like I'm in prison. Let me come down. I'll go back. I'll go back. But let me come down first. Liz, I hear you are sitting here. Come and sit here. Okay. The empty chairs. The, it, it's. I wish I could start preaching again. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Say a nice amen. amen. So, the Bible says that he gave them according to their ability. He didn't cheat anybody. He knew what they could handle. That's why when the one who had received five came and said, I have received five more. The same congratulations and the reward he gave to him is the same that he gave to the one who had received two, who had gained two more. The same. All he was expecting from the one who had received one was to gain one more. Just one more. Just to whom much is given, much is expected. So what is expected from you is based on what has been given to you. Now, how does it concern us today, this Sunday morning? The roses are looking classy. How does it concern you and I? You and I have been given the opportunity to get people saved as we are here. And the master has gone. Bible says, verse 9, verse 6, and after a long time. So the master is gone. It takes a long time for the master to come. But that time, God is watching to see us if we will bear fruits with the opportunity that has been given to us. Today, I'm talking about why people do not bear fruit. Why people do not bear fruit. And it's the same reason why this person who had one did not get. He said, Master, I knew that thou was a hard man. I know that you are unreasonable. I know, I know. You like to reap where you have not sown. You like to gather where you have not strung. And you, have, you, you, are, you are really, really, really temperamental. So I was afraid. You won't go to um, Eastwood to go and gather the people. You go to Namibia and come back to come and preach. You want to gather where you have not strong. Do you even know where Eastwood is? That's what you were saying. Do you know how dangerous it is? Everywhere in the world is dangerous. Everywhere is dangerous. Sitting on a plane is dangerous. I have, I have traveled almost 3,000 kilometers to get here to come and have service with you. Yeah. Friday, I set up Friday 4 a.m. from Oshakati. 
all the way to get here. Yeah. If you like, put it on your Google GPS, you will see 2,700 and something kilometers. To come and get here, so I just go to Eastwood, just here, just 12 kilometers, you are complaining with your mouth. You better brush your teeth. But that's what the guy said that you, 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 you reap where you have not sown. You didn't go to Eastwood to go and sow. You didn't go to this place to know. So, this is what you have. It, when he was talking, it sounded like a very, how many of you, when you read it, you seem to think, oh, he has a point. How many genuine Christians? I need genuine Christians in the church. It seems to have a point. But the master explained the reality of the case to us. The master said, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that what thou knowest is true. So because of even what you knew, you should have put my money to the exchanges so that when I come, I'll have some interest in it. Don't do anything. Just, just put it in the bank. It will gain interest. It, that's the least you could have done. Many people in the church, I'm starting, number one. The master showed us why the guy did not achieve anything. And the first reason why the guy did not achieve anything, the master said, thou wicked servant. The first reason why people don't bear fruit, don't do, we are saying we are doing sentence, we are bringing people to church, giving them an opportunity to come and know Jesus, is wickedness. It's unfortunate that we have to discuss wickedness in the church. You would have thought that the church is the most benevolent group that you can meet. But unfortunately, in the church is where you see spiritual wickedness at its intensity and peak. Wickedness. Hey, Pastor, but we are not wicked. We have come to church. We will give an offering after the service. Why are you calling us wicked? What did they give you in Namibia to eat that? I accept. I accept what you are saying. But I also want to ask you a question. Maybe let me ask Jimbo. Jimbo. How are you doing, sir? Sure. If you have, let me sit down. It looks like it's a sit-down meeting. Do you know of cancer? Do you know of HIV? If you had the cure for HIV and all the people around you have HIV and you don't give them the cure, don't you think you are wicked? Okay, let's change it around. Say you had HIV and the yellow bone girl behind you. Look at her, turn around. Look at her. <laughs> now, fear yellow bones because they are the reason why Samson did not survive in the ministry. Okay. Good. So, then the yellow bone girl behind you has the cure. Look at her again. She has the cure. And it's free. But she will not give it to you. What, don't you think she's wicked? Do you think she's wicked? You're afraid of her. She can't beat you, don't you? Her nails are artificial. She can't use it to you. Yeah. How many of you would think that the yellow bone girl is wicked? 
Wouldn't you think so? Say it in the mic. <laughs> Are you scared of the mic? Yeah. We will all agree that this yellow bone girl is wicked. I said it's because of yellow bones. That's why Samson did not survive in the ministry. Always fear yellow bones. I said, we will all say that she's wicked because she has the cure for HIV and everybody is dying of HIV yet. She won't tell anybody about it. I took a picture with you one day. Is it you? Nice. Look! Ah, you are still on the yellow bone. Get out of the yellow bone. All my yellow bone sisters, I love you, okay? Nothing but love for you. We will all agree that this person must be a very wicked person because the person is watching all of us to die of HIV. Now, how different is that from we who are in the church? That the whole world, HIV, HIV is, the, look, the, the HIV affects maybe less than even 20% of people in the world. It's this place that one in four. You go to some places, one in ten. You go to some places, one in one hundred. You go to some places, one in one thousand. You'll be shocked. It's we are, it's like it's a territorial, we like that type of sport. (laughs) But there is, there is a danger that affects all of us, Tyler. That is, that one, it doesn't respect color, it doesn't respect race, it doesn't respect age, it doesn't respect educational level, it doesn't respect your wealth, your riches, it doesn't respect your geographical location, it doesn't respect anything. It affects everybody. And that's sin. That's sin. So the Bible says, all have sinned. All, everybody has sinned. Jesus said, there's none righteous. No, not one. All have sinned. And because of that, are condemned to go to hell. Because of that. Now, seeing that we are all condemned to go to hell, the only solution is Christ. And guess what? The government doesn't have the solution for it. The United Nations doesn't have the solution for it. ANC doesn't have the solution for it. Sasa, Sasa doesn't have the solution for EFF doesn't have the solution for that problem it's only the church I said it's only the church now if we are not out there telling other people don't you think that we are wicked wow 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 you think so? That we as a church, I was just checking, just in case, and I don't want any any, any, any health problems in the church. Summer is coming soon, alright? Don't you think that we are wicked as we watch our brothers, our sisters, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues from work, our, our mates in school, our classmates, our roommates, 
we watch them wallow in sin and go to hell. Do you not think it's wickedness? We can't blame the ANC. The ANC's job is not to, to win souls. We can't blame EFF. I mean, if I meet Julius Malema personally, I will tell him, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But it is our fault, you and I, you and I, you and I. What we are supposed to do is to make sure, to, to tell other people about Christ. Who else will do it? So when we don't do it, it's sheer wickedness. Hey, Pastor, but I've only been in the church for two weeks. Two weeks. If you were to start a business, would you say that, look, I'm waiting for one month before people should start buying from my shop. Pastor, I'll be open just for two weeks. Nobody should buy. When you do something for, for yourself, you expect immediate results. But when it comes to God, I need to be in the church for a year and a half so that I can stabilize myself. Look, you're already stable. Tell your neighbor you're already stable. I know today is your first time. I know that today is your first time, but you're already stable. How do I know that you are stable? As you are sitting, you are not falling down. You, you must be stable. You must be stable. Yeah, you must be stable. Yeah, you are stable. So in Ezekiel, the Bible says, son of man, when I tell you to tell the wicked that they will die in their sin and you don't tell them, I would demand their blood from your hands. Whose blood are they demanding from your hand? Whose blood will be demanded from your hand? And the reason is that we are just wicked, plain wicked. You watch your boss, he's going to hell. Said he deserves it. Let him go to hell. And for all the shouting he shouted at me. Let him. You see how they were bargaining with bread knife. They were bargaining with bread knife. So that bread knife will give his life to Christ. Bargaining with him. Meanwhile, saucepan was just lying on the floor here. And flat plate was still still smoking. Yeah. Then they were begging, bread knife, bread knife, give your life to Christ. Bread knife, give your life to Christ. That's what, that should be your life. It's not the pastor. It's everybody. It's everybody. If anything at all, it's the pastor's job to prepare you to go out there and win souls. If you like, go and find the back. Ephesians 4.11, you will see it. It's my job to fire you out. So that you can go and bring somebody into the kingdom. That's my job. That's my job. Wickedness. Lungster, the church is filled with wicked people. Wicked. Extreme wickedness. I mean, we don't, I don't, we don't give a hell. What a hell. Hey, Pastor, but when I tell them, they won't listen. They'll say to me, what the hell, what the hell. No problem. <laughs> Ezekiel says that when you tell them and they don't listen, you are free. You are free. Our job is to tell them. It's not our job to make them listen. Are you better now? Or did you bring it back? Sure, sure. Sure. 
Bishop shared a wild revelation in one of the pastor's conference. He was talking about Venus, the planet Venus, Mercury, Venus, and Earth. So it's the most beautiful planet. It's very nice, very beautiful, Venus. And he said, Venus is like a beautiful girl that you can't marry. Because you can't live with her. The temperature at Venus, you can't stay there. Nobody can stay. It's very beautiful. You can admire it from afar. That's all. You can't live with it. <laughs> no, Venus is a yellow bone, I tell you. <laughs> wickedness. May you get out of every wickedness. May God take all of us out of wickedness. There are some of you sitting here. Today is your first day coming to church. Next Sunday, when you go to, you have to call everybody in your house and tell them, listen, I can't allow you to go to hell. I will be a very wicked person. Next Sunday, I'm taking you to church so that you can also go and receive God. Some of you brothers should enter into your lecture room and tear your set apart and say, I'm taking everybody here to church next Sunday. I'm taking all of you to church. No, you don't need a six pack for this. Tearing off the shirt is just to let them know that you are serious. Just make sure that the shirt is from Mr. Price. Anyway. Reason number two. The master said, thou wicked and slothful servant. I think today I'll just finish with slothful. Thou wicked. The word slothful means lazy. It's an old word. Before Mandela came out of prison, we used to say slothful. Then when Mandela came out, we changed to lazy. The second reason why people don't bear fruit is because of pure laziness. 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 There, there are so many lazy Christians. Lazy. Won't rise up to do anything. Will not rise up to do anything. And it's surprising. You have been lazy in your own life. Lazy in school, won't wake up to study to pass simple exams. Just pass with 50% or so, you can't pass. Just know half of the things. Anytime your lecturer is teaching, just listen to half and leave the half. Listen to half, leave the half. Listen to half, leave the half. Only the half. You don't need the whole thing. You just need half of it. You still can't pass. You still can't pass. Uh, I got 49%. Why wasn't the lecturer kind to add one so that I can pass? Lazy girl. Lazy. You are so lazy that you couldn't add one to get 50 to pass. Just single one. Not even a lot of one. Just one single. I like that right now. Just one. Just get one more. Just study extra to get one. You are busy combing Brazilian hair. A hair that is not yours. Busy combing it. Busy. 
bumping it. When you take off the Brazilian hair, your head is like this one. One day, a pastor went to look for a church member. When he got to the house, he asked of the person. So he met somebody at the door. When he knocked, the person who came out. Then he, let's say the person is called, the, the person he was looking for is called, give me a name, Tandeka. Then he said, please, I'm looking for Tandeka. Then the person said, I am Tandeka. He said, no, no, not this Tandeka. He said, oh no, pastor, it's me. You can't see me. Then he said, no. The Tandeka that I know, she has hair all over. He said, yes, that's my church face. He said, when I come home, I'm a boy. I'm a woman in the church, but when I come home, I'm a boy. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Laziness. Look, there are so many guys who can't do anything. Lazy. You marry them, you'll be one broke girl for the rest of your life. Broke. Won't do anything. They, will, they can sit down on the internet. Oh, fire burn internet. They can sit down, they are just on the net. They, hold, they won't wake up and go and look for a job. I've been sitting at home for six years without a job. There are no jobs. Shut up. You are lazy. Yeah, you have been sitting at home since 2010. After the World Cup, you became unemployed. <laughs> Say, man. Laziness. Laziness. Will not do anything, just sleeping. One of the signs of laziness is sleeping. Sleeping. Just sleep. You change gears in your sleep. You zoom, 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 zoom. When you want to wee wee, you wake up and go and wee wee. When you come, you go reverse. So that you can cover the distance again. Sleep laziness. Bible says the lazy man turneth in his bed. He just turned like the hinge of a door. Like the door turneth on the hinge. So does the lazy man turn in his bed. Just sleeping. Some of you can sleep, fall off the bed, continue sleeping. Some ladies are even lazy to bath. Of course, I know brothers don't bath, so I don't even want to. That is a side effect of being a brother. So I I don't have to. Stop saying that. Why is he talking about the ladies? The brothers own. I don't even have to talk about They don't bath at all. Yeah. Even as the preaching is going on, you have to be praying that he doesn't say amen and lift his hand. So, if he wants to lift his hand, you hold it, break it down. 
But I'm talking about the sisters now. Please, I'm going to the stage. Please make sure you get some of those your nice pictures. Look. You have gone around the whole day from morning sweating. Sweating. We win. Doing number two. Seven times in a day. You are like a Muslim. Praying seven times a day. Then at the end of the day, number one is smelly, number two is smelly, armpit is smelly, body is smelly, everywhere is smelly, mouth is smelly. Then when you get home, you just kick off your shoes. Then, boom. It be too lazy to take off your clothes and change. Yeah. Too lazy. So, we have given you uniform for roses. You just go and sleep in there. The bow tie is there. Lazy. Let me wear my shoe. Because it belongs to me. Also so that you don't say I'm too lazy to wear my shoes. Are you being blessed today? Then you just go and lie down like a fish. Won't even bath. It's even worse when you're a wife. Because when you're alone, at least kill yourself. It's just you alone. Yeah. I'm going again. Listen. Unfortunately, you are laughing, but I'm serious. Unfortunately, we have brought, we have transported, we have transferred, we have brought that our gross laziness into the church. So now the church is filled with lazy Christians who do nothing, just sit on their bum all day and do nothing. When we wake up to pray. Too lazy to even read the Bible. First, you had an excuse. I left the Bible at home. Now the Bible is on your phone. It goes everywhere with you. Still won't read the Bible. So we have transferred the laziness into the church. That's why your neighbors are not saved. That's why your friends are not saved. Meanwhile, God is depending on you. God is waiting for you to make a move, to talk to them. He has let the Holy Spirit prepare an opportune situation for you. You see it and then you just, you don't even bat an eye. You just pass. Yeah. You just pass. We brought it into the church. Too lazy to do anything. Anything. The master told the servant, you are wicked, that's your first problem. But you are also lazy. So even if the wickedness was cured, your laziness will take you back there. I mean, imagine a lazy man. You can even give him a million dollars. His laziness will take him back to poverty. Because poverty is the reward for laziness. Solomon said, when you are lazy, your, your poverty will come. The poverty belongs to you. And then it will come like an armed man. One person you can't control is an armed robber. 
Those of you who commit fornication and all its related activities and claim that you don't have self-control. Those of you engage in that sport. When we tell you, say, oh, self-control. If an armed robber was standing in front of you with a gun, anything that is standing will go down. Immediately you will gain self-control. Do, do they understand what I'm saying? Should I say it in Zulu? I said, uh, those of you here are Zulus, okay. I said, those of you claim that, ah, oh, pastor, you see, I couldn't control myself. About that time I realized, ah, oh, good. I'm saying that if an armed robber was standing in front of you, Vuyo, with a gun, Anything that is bare at that time will be covered at once. You immediately gain self-control and you control yourself. So don't tell us about self-control anymore. Laziness. We bring it into the church. God is creating opportunities for you to talk to people. Today, today as I was coming, today I didn't have a car. So somebody was giving me a lift. So as I was going to catch the lift, and I, I have this guy in my complex. When I see him at the parking, I say, oh, hello. I say hello. Not everybody that when you say hello to, they respond. But he's one of the people. Say hello. He also says hello. So today when I got out of my room, or my, my door, when he looked at me, I think something struck him. He said in his head, I like Badaina. So, when he turned and he saw me, his face changed. I said, I got you. And I said, I said how are you doing? I said, how are you doing? I said, when are you coming to church with me? I saw it, that that's the opportunity. If I let this window pass, that's it. I said, when are you coming to church with me? He said, nah, no. maybe next week. I said, don't worry, I'll remind you. I've opened the door. I've opened the door. Some of you have so many of these opportunities. I was preaching in Bloomfontein yesterday. I was telling them that, listen, some of you are nice guys. You see all the ladies are running to you. Yes, like when they, ah. That's all an opportunity to gather them and to bring them to church. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an opportunity to gather them and sleep with them. It's an opportunity to gather them and bring them to church. Yeah. Some of you ladies, anywhere you go, you see people are buying you drinks. People are smiling at you, trying to talk to you. Take that, seize the moment. And say, brother, the way you smile, I'm going to take you out somewhere. I said, I'm going to take you out somewhere. By the time he realizes you have come to church with him. The next thing you hear, he's a pastor in the church. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it where it is. Please, let's not mess it up. Let's keep it where it is. A certain brother that I know. 
Start with long hair. Her own hair, not borrowed. I mean hairs. He was smiling at the sister like that. He said, I'll take you to somewhere. Not that I'll take you somewhere. I'll take you to somewhere. And the sister did. Today is a pastor in the church. I just don't want to say who he is. I mean, it's a real sister. It's not an imaginary story. And the brother, I can see him right now with my two eyes from one side. But you are just uh, rather, rather enjoying the attention. Say, I'm a very beautiful girl. I'm, I'm the nicest of them all. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm the nicest. Uh, which one was Cruella? You ask the mirror. Who's the fairest of them all? Mirror, mirror on the which one was Snow White? Yeah, mirror, mirror on the world. Who's the fairest of them all? It's like you are Snow White. Please, you are not Snow White. If you are Snow White, where are your seven dwarfs? Well, if it's Snow White, if it's Snow White, she has seven dwarfs that she was going with. Where are your dwarfs that you are bringing to church? Where are they? Where are they? If it's Snow White, he had, she had seven dwarfs. Where are your seven dwarfs that you are bringing? Do you know what a dwarf is? A dwarf is a tokoloshi. A tokoloshi. A tokoloshi person. Where, where is that young Christian you are bringing to church? Laziness. laziness. Some of us also, we are not lazy. We just have compartmentalized laziness. It's like we have compartmentalized our laziness. Do, do you want to? I think I can explain that in close. It's like you are hard working here. If it's cool, hard working in school, but lazy at home. How many of you have seen that before? She does very well in school, or he does very well in school, but at home he sleeps like a bat. Some are very hard working at work. When they go, they are boss. They work for their bosses like a horse. When they come home, they can't even do dishes. You go and find in their room plate that they ate in three weeks ago. Yeah. And they keep bringing them like that. You think that the plates are having swollen Sunday. Some also very hard working at home. Let them step out now to school. You see them one plus one is equal to eleven. Why? Because they took the one from here, they took the other one, they added it is going eleven. Two ones. One plus one is ones. Yeah. When there's a lot of ones, it's ones. So some of us, it's like we are hardworking everywhere until we get to the church. When we come to church, then we just sit down. Sometimes, unfortunately, we masquerade it in diplomacy and gentility. 
As for me, I come to the church. I don't want anybody to do anything to me. I just want to so receive my word like that. Yeah, pastor, what you saying? Even to open your mouth and say amen. Do you know that when I say say amen, it's just a few people who say amen. Say amen. Yeah. Now you are changing. Yeah. I don't want any problem here. Amen. Give the Lord a wave. So you give the Lord a microwave. Even when you smile, it's like you are using data to smile. So just a little. Please, by the way, the church is a Wi-Fi zone. So we don't, you don't you need to use your data. So better smile and smile well. Tell your neighbor, give me a smile. Sister, smile. The person sitting next to you might just be your husband. You better smile. Johnny is good to see. Where's the other Johnny? Where's the other Johnny? Alak Badaina. Laziness. So we come to the church and we bring that laziness in the church. Today is the last day of that laziness. Next Sunday. I want to see proof of deliverance. Do you understand when I say proof of deliverance? Proof that you have been delivered from wickedness and laziness. That when you arrive, your seven dwarfs will be following you. Next Sunday. Hey, Pastor, but where are they going to sit? Let that be my problem and not your problem. There's even too much space that I'm walking. That's why they can't get a picture of me on the stage. If people were sitting all over here, I would have, have you seen me trying to walk on anybody since I came this morning? Yeah. So, if people were sitting all over here, I'll be restricted to being on the stage. Tell your neighbor, let's restrict the pastor to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you see, even as I'm going, I have space, I'm moving a lot. You are spending a lot of energy moving your head and everything. Once we fill the whole place, there's nowhere to go. I'm here. You just you can even come and just set your head on cruise control. Uh, you are the one who told me if I don't come to church today, you would stop the church. Ah, eh? oh, it's powerful. I'm here. So because of you, I'm here. Let us let the laziness die. Every, it doesn't matter whether today is your first time, today is your tenth time. So after this girl, she has been in the church 100 years. Where would you catch up to 100 years? Better start working now. I met your brother in Bloomfontein. He has also been in the church 100 years. Next Sunday, I want to see your show. I said, Next Sunday, I want to do what? I want to do what? I want to do what? I want. I asked to see you guys last time I was here and you browned me. Let me see you today. Okay, sure. 
I want to see your show. I said, I want to see who? You are up here. It's good to see you. I want to see your show. 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 That's why I've come to you. I've not preached to you today and preached to you before I close. I want to see your show. You, all of you looking at me with your eyes. I want to see your show next Sunday. That you have come to church. And your seven drops. When I come here, I say, Eta, how are you? So, man of God. That's my seven, these are my seven drops. I want to see them here with you. To show me that you have overcome the wickedness. And you have overcome the laziness. Oh, your pulpit is very nice. You can't go anywhere. It's very nice. Yeah. Hey, they're twins. Wow. I want to see your show later. God has been waiting for you for a long time to do something. I want to see your show on Sunday. Yeah. How are you? Hey, you're back. By the time the service is over, you'll be like toast. Anyway, stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands and pray for yourself for just a moment. Pray. Ask God to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. To get out of laziness. Get out of wickedness. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Help us. Help us. Help us. Deliver us from wickedness. Deliver us from laziness. Help us to work for you. And to do something for you. That we will, we will not be unprofitable. The Bible says, the master said, cast ye therefore the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. And in outer darkness, there are only two things that happen. The weeping and gnashing of teeth. May you not be cast into outer darkness. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for everyone who is listening. And under the sound of my voice. Bless them. Let it be well with them. Help us to get out of laziness and wickedness. Spiritual laziness and spiritual wickedness. Let us be vessels that you will use to reach out to other people. We give you glory. We give you praise. Next Sunday, Lord, help us to bring our flock with us. Let none under the sound of my voice return empty. Let your word bear fruit in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nicer amen. Amen. And put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Well, you are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Maybe somebody brought you, but you know, you have not made a connection with Jesus. I want to say, Lord, today I want to make a connection with you. You are here like that. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever. Every eye closed, every head bow. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. 
I want to pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven. I see that hand. I see that other hand. Lift your hands. I want to pray with you. Lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you quickly. And you go back to your seats. You lifted up your hand. Just come to me. Come to Jesus. 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 Come unto Jesus. Give him your life today. Come unto Maybe you want to surrender your life to Jesus. Give your life. If there's somebody around you, encourage the person. This is why we are having the service. Come on to Jesus. Don't be shy. Everybody singing, come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. You can even come with her. You can even come with her to encourage her. Come with her. Come and stand in the prayer with her. Come to simple prayer with me it is your prayer I'm just helping you I am snow white you are the seven dwarfs I'm just helping you to pray that prayer next week you will be snow white Somebody will be the seven, some other people will be the seven dwarfs I'm just helping you to pray so listen carefully and repeat what I'm saying but repeat it from your heart amen say dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus. I, accept I accept that I'm a sinner Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the... Isn't it beautiful? I'm sure somebody was just thinking the pastor is going to let them pray, then he's going to ask them questions from the Bible, then they are going to roll on the ground, then they are going to memorize some some 23. Then this is it. This is it. This is this, that's all. That's all. That's all. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, use them, fill them with the Holy Spirit, help them to overcome every challenge that is in their lives. Let these ones shine as stars for you in the name of Jesus.
Wow. Well, I want you to go with um, to the back. Wow. I hear a lot of things have changed now. I hear you got, are you listening to me? Hello, hello, you listening to me? Please, so who are they following? I need a, 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 a target. Yeah. Follow this lady. She's taking you through to the back. And then she will give something to you and then you will come back to your seat. All right? Can you do that? Wonderful. Please, form it. Just, just, yeah, one after the other. Yeah, like Bafana, Bafana. I mean, like a line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, clap for them. Clap for them. You didn't have to die for them. All you had to do was to bring them for Jesus to meet with them. Wow. Wow, what a service. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.